Hey friends, welcome to Season 2 of the Blue Sky Lounge, a Disney Imagineering podcast. I am your host, Tyler Ianko, and this is Episode 27. Now, the Blue Sky Lounge is a community where people can come and share their blue sky ideas for the Disney parks around the world. Do you have an idea for an attraction, a restaurant, or an experience? Well, the sky is the limit, and money is no object. We want to hear about it and discuss it. If this is your first or 50th time listening to us, welcome. You can subscribe to us on the Apple Podcasts or YouTube, and we encourage you to go back and visit our past episodes. Now, our guest this week is Jen, and we are going to be talking about re-theming of Tomorrowland in Disneyland. Now, I just want to apologize for the episode. We filmed the interview back in May, so some of the references are a bit outdated, as it is September. But please welcome Jen to the show. All right, well, today here on the Blue Sky Lounge, we have Jen with us. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on and we really appreciate it. Now, when I asked you if you wanted to come on the show, I said, we can talk about anything that you want to talk about. Just run it by me first to make sure we haven't covered the topic. And you suggested the reimagining of Tomorrowland in Disneyland. And I'm like, perfect. We haven't talked about that. Let's talk about it. Now, what is it that um you you were mentioning before we we kind of went live that it was your nephew i think you said that suggested the topic you're like that's a really great topic now why why do you think it is that he suggested the topic because it's it's starting to look in its age in its glory days it was a glorious like futuristic area of the park it's tomorrow Mm -hmm. because as time has moved on it's kind of as the the Tomorrowland that's been forgotten, almost, mm-hmm. right? Like Tron has come and it's going into Walt Disney World and it's in Shanghai, but this Tomorrowland has kind of stayed still kind of frozen in time. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot of changes. So in his mind, and same with mine, as soon as he said it, I'm like, yeah, there can be some reimagined things. Yeah, absolutely. About the, the park. I, I was doing some research on it and, um, the current iteration of uh, Tomorrowland is the new, new Tomorrowland. It started in 1998. Um, they did a refurbishment for it. And it kind of went into that, like you said, that more kind of futuristic, kind of coppery, bronzy type color scheme. Um, very kind of Jules Verne-esque, um, steampunk almost. I would kind of put it in a in a grouping with. Um, and it came about in 1998 and when it came it was a it was a big deal i remember you know i remember when i was a kid you know going to the tomorrowland previous to that and it was all kind of like white with white rocket ships and things like that then we kind of went when it was this new jules verne type thing and it was a big deal and it looked really really cool um but it's like you said you it kind of it kind of as the kind of like the mid 2000s to like you know 2010 kind of came along kind of started to get a little bit older and looked a little bit more kind of worn um and i do agree that it does need it does need a a little bit of facelift for sure um i do like the look of it it's very reminiscent to that of uh, Discovery Land in Disneyland Paris as well. It, it, it's ba- based on like the writings of Jules Verne, other other authors and things like that, and kind of more steampunk again, like I said. Um, it looks very cool. 
I personally am just more part. I like I like the white color scheme. To me, <laughs> it's it's very um, it's very cliche. But when I think of the future, based on you know movies and things like that, you think of like nice clean white lines kind of thing and that's that's my own personal opinion like if i if i was to reimagine it i would want it to be like nice clean you know white, white. grays kind of thing um all around there like the the one really cool thing that i really like about the tomorrowland in disney world is I think it was last year or the year before they redid the the Tomorrowland sign where it's like this big arch and it's just like really like nice crisp contemporary looking clean white lines and it just has like a little sign that says Tomorrowland right at the top but it's not like jarring to the eye whereas you look at the the rocket ships currently in Disneyland and it's it's like oh there it is <laughs> That that is Tomorrowland. <laughs> it's on, and that's it, right? Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's my personal preference. If I was to do that, I would do it just completely, like start again from scratch, redo everything, and do it white. That's my personal preference. I I agree with you. Like I like the Jules Verne version of it in France. Like it's I love it. Don't get me wrong, it's great as a full land. Like it's completely, mm -hmm. the land is completely there, but in Tomorrowland, in Disneyland, as I said, it's kind of, you still have some of that, that white places or mm -hmm. they're, they're trying to modernize it. Like last year they put in the new big wall murals that were supposed to make it better. I don't know if they do. They were <laughs> kind of like some sort of, oh, they're colorful. I don't, they weren't they weren't great in yeah. that way and then there was things and there's things like the people mover that they mm -hmm. took out of disneyland which i know they can't redo yeah but the support structures are still there they yeah. kind of are just when you're walking down that small corridor between um what is that Be between astro blasters yeah. and um to star tours thank yeah. you you, it's so tight in there and then you've got big pillars in the mm -hmm. middle right yeah. like they could even opening it up i think and taking some of those pieces out mm -hmm. would make it feel mm -hmm. even a little bit more modern because absolutely 100 percent pillars yeah and then i do like the white like when i think about tomorrowland i don't envision i'm not envisioning like shanghai tomorrowland because that's gorgeous yeah but it wouldn't work in disneyland right yeah. And I would envision more of like what Tokyo kind of looks like too. Okay. So they have more up and downs, but there are more whites and creams in that that color. And I, I agree that's more to me what I see in the future. Yeah. Maybe it's just too much Star Wars in my head and I'm thinking about the inside of the Millennium Falcon in my brain, but that's yeah. what I'm seeing, right? right. Those, like, those yeah. type of colors, right? Yeah. 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 I that that's it's very when, when I think of Disneyland, I think very bright colors for sure. Like you walk into Fantasyland and it's just bright colors everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. I suppose called Splash Mountain. Small World is, you know, whites and golds and things like that. And Casey Jr. is always like this 
bright circus train and and you know you have Dumbo with his like bright collars and the bright support structure and stuff of the flying elephant and whatnot and and you go to you know like Frontierland and it's all kind of like westerns and it even though it's browns it's still like light colored browns there's not a lot of dark in there um and New Orleans Square, again, really bright colored houses and things like that for like pirates and, and Club 33 and all that. Then you get to Tomorrowland and it's all like dark bronze. And it's like, though it is, like I said, it's very eye-catching. It, it The color scheme just doesn't fit. So, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't I, just, it doesn't match that what yeah, I have for yeah. a Disney kind of. And it kind of is, they did a bronze in the 90s, but we've gone through almost two decades since yeah. then, right? Yeah. It's time to wake it. And you still have Space Mountain that's this gorgeous white structure that's mm -hmm. always there in the backdrop that's not yeah. going to be brown, bronze, right? Yeah. It's not the more, the Disneyland Paris version of it that's mm -hmm. the, that yeah. matches yeah. perfectly in the middle of that, yeah. that kind of land in Paris. Yeah. The thing... Um... So let's kind of go into this and kind of talk about like different structures and whatnot and what we would like to see. So the first thing that you see when you walk into Tomorrowland is the Astro Orbiter. It's the big rocket ship that goes around around and around and around. And it's, when they redid it, they put like the the planets on there and everything like that. So it's it it represents space and everything like that. I think it fits definitely. Um, bring it back to that you know white color scheme and i think if you could like re reimagine the planets as like current planets in the in our solar system or even you know base them off of like planets from star wars as like a as an easter egg kind of thing you could mm -hmm. paint the planets as different different planets from star wars um i think that would be a lot of fun and like maybe you know the rocket ships themselves could be named after like you know different spaceships that's been through disney history like one could be named axiom which is from wally -E or something Wall -E, like, yeah. i think that would be great um to have th those kind of those kind of little easter eggs hidden in there um but still having because I, I remember riding on that ride when i was a kid and it's so much fun to just like you know, be in control and go up and down. You four-year-old, you know, little kid is like, yeah, let's go up and down. And then, you know, the parents just like, oh my God, I've been there. I know what that's like. <laughs> so <laughs> you've done that. Me right? too. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's something that you need to keep there. It's like a rite of passage for kids almost, I feel. Um, yeah. And having that, that um, having those nice gems hidden in there, I think would be a, a really fun addition to it for sure. Um, what would you try well, to do with it? It's I would think the same thing because yeah. when, when we're talking about Disneyland in Tomorrowland in Disneyland, there is a lot of space theme, right? We've got mm -hmm. Astro Blasters, we've got star tours we've got space mountain like it's all space themed mm -hmm. rather than like 
having not having Star Tours there, like in other Tomorrowlands. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very space-ish themed, and it, those are space space. I would I would think the same similar. Like I would paint off the rocket ships more, and this supports more of a white color mm -hmm. to kind of blend them in rather than that those bright bright <laughs> lovely colors and it it's, you know and i never really understood why they did that but that's okay yeah because they wanted to modernize it i get it but yeah. but yeah the planets as i'm with you the planets could be some sort of star wars or other yeah. like actual planets that are in our solar system and yeah. i think it's a great idea to name them with a different things because i'm yeah. like that would actually like i want to be on this one versus this one and be mm -hmm. those fun little easter eggs because there is enough kind of space themed stuff that they could stick in there yeah or name them with like codes that you would have to figure out because oh, disney likes cool. to do that that like does that really well right yeah. so kind of like a a thing that you would know but you would like have to you could figure it out yeah for sure right um the next thing that I I think we should talk about is like kind of the building surrounding 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 it. Yeah, the building <laughs> surrounding. What you're trying to say? <laughs> um, um, so, you know, we, there's star tours on one side, and like you said, astro blasters on the other side. What do you think would be a fitting way to redo those, um, but still have it be? you know the 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 land of tomorrow the land of tomorrow i'm like i don't think they need to be like completely different we're not gonna i'm not gonna take out those attractions oh no those no attractions no. are just fine the way but the buildings themselves i just need a facelift almost mm -hmm. from the outside like i i i always also imagine very clean lines when i'm now talking about the features so something that's not as as I said, get rid of some of the, maybe the old people mover stuff if we're moving on from the people mover. Mm -hmm. um, but like some, just some clean and something shiny. I also see shiny, like reflective yeah. as kind of a modern theme as well. Yeah. So some, not as much in and out and colorful purples and blues yeah. as like they stuck around. Just yeah. make it nice clean lines, kind of flat, yeah. almost flat like in some ways. Cause that way you can, and then make the the entrances you can make the bright colors mm -hmm. and like take the blue from star tours and make that really bright or make the green from and use that as like mm -hmm. a highlighting color yeah because i see now i'm seeing in my brain the, the big kind of tiles and then you could like almost grout or line it with lights Ooh, that'd be cool with the different colors so yeah. so having the building like kind of light up in green for Astro Blasters and purple and then blue for Star Tours and have that lit up in little things. That'd be so cool. <laughs> See, this is where my brain goes. Right? I'm like, yeah, just because I just feel like it's too too many angles that, yeah. that are just trying to be angles, right? Yeah. Like, just because it's a building. Yeah. There are some attractions in this land that I'm just currently like, why is this here? It doesn't quite make sense to me, but you know sometimes you just got to do with what you got to do and you can't move anything else so like yeah star George is one of them like i'm i get it it's there now we're gonna kind of Look, live with it that, so I, I was talking about this with one of my guests where 
we were talking about Galaxy's Edge and it's like, oh yeah, like we were talking about it in Disney World and it's like, yeah, they're going to put it like right next to Star Tours and they, yeah, they'll probably have to take out the Muppets and that's going to be sad. And and then they put it where the whole backlot was. It's like, oh, okay, well, they'll move Star Tours into this new, oh, no, they're not going to move it. All right. Interesting choice. Okay. I'm like, all right, they'll do it for Disneyland because it's going to be on the other side. Nope. And then do it for Disneyland either. All right. Just things there. Yeah. So it's just interesting that, you know, you have to walk across the parks and go to two different Star Wars things. Well, that brings up the other thing that's at Disneyland that, again, goes with why is it there? Is the launch Star Wars launch bay thing? Yeah. It's still in Tomorrowland. Why is it there? I think it's just a big building that they just don't know what to fill with. Yeah. 100%. So, um, yeah. I it's think it's a big circle they don't know what to do with. Yeah. Um, bring the carousel of progress back. Just saying. Bring, Just saying. I'm okay with that. Right? I, I would do that. That could be fine. Or my other idea that I came up with when I was thinking about this last night was bring in some sort of like, do like an innovations, like we have at Epcot, like we used to have at Epcot, where you have like innovative stuff, but theme it to Big Hero 6. So when he goes in and remember when he goes in and he's doing his show with his new yeah. thing where they have that whole group of like, why don't we do something like, cause that's tomorrow's like tomorrow's tech. Like yeah. that would be really cool there. Like I know they did that house thing that really kind of flopped, but like, yeah, just more like actually theme it more yeah. than just random yeah. innovations, which they did before. I, um, yeah. Having like that San Francisco, San Francisco Institute of Technology kind of thing um, would yeah. be really cool. And how you could showcase, you know, maybe you could team up with tech giants like Apple and Microsoft That's... and all kinds of stuff and just be like, you know, what's on your what's on your radar 10 years down the line kind of thing and have like a prototype or have um, I envision something like um, test track where they have like concept cars and like they talk about different types of concepts that are going through GM and Chevy right now. Um, I think that would be really cool to have that. Walt did that, right? Like that's Mm. how Tomorrowland was before. Like they had the the prototype house that was before, like not in the entrance, but in that weird house that was on the stilts that Mm -hmm. was there that Mm -hmm. were, and they were all sponsored by different sponsors, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because that was a Disneyland thing, but they that that's why he did it because he brought in the innovative house. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't we bring that innovative technology back to yeah Tomorrowland? The, right? the hard part and you're with in that. California. Yeah. The hard the hard part with that is that technology changes not just by the day but by the hour. Yeah, we know um, that, right? Right. Like you again. Not only did you and I work at Lasalle, we we both worked at Apple as well. Like we know that technology changes constantly and there's nothing that can stop it. So what, and especially with Disney, how long it takes to R and D something and, and, you know, imagineer it and put it into a park. It takes, you know, one, two years maybe to do it at minimum. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you put something into the park, it's already so outdated. So it's so hard to do that, that you have to, like I said, you almost have to like talk to these companies and be like, all right, if we want to put something in our park, 
we need to think far in the future. We need to think, you know, 10, 15 years in the future. And we need to get this started now so that we can keep ahead of the trend. Because, like, again, talking about Carousel of Progress back in Disney World, if you watch that and you go into the last scene, you know, it's got, like, a cool, like, you know, almost Hey Siri aspect of it with the with the oven that goes up to, like, a thousand degrees or whatever it is. But then you watch the video game and it's like, oh, that's, like, Atari almost compared to Disney Infinity, let's say. Yeah. Like, you put Disney Infinity on there and it's completely different, so... Um, but yeah, I think all of those are really good ideas. I, th I like the idea of ha bringing in that new tech to to the land, and uh, I really like I really like the the Big Hero Six uh, pull in for it. I think that would be really cool. Plus, it's a good meet and greet area for Baymax. Baymax, need, we need to meet Baymax somewhere. Right? Come on, need more Baymax everywhere. Baymax is just he needs he's just a big One. marshmallow. One of my favorite non-anything big movies is Big Hero 6. So right? I'll go watch it like yeah. whenever I'm feeling, ah, I need something. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really feel that doesn't fit um, is the submarine voyage, Finding Nemo submarine voyage. Yeah. <laughs> like the location. When it was, when it was 20,000 leagues under the sea, even then it was a far fetch. <laughs> it's a stretch like, like yeah you you're really pulling at the steampunk aspect of that for that for those submarines there yeah. um but now i feel that that ride and i'm i know that they have one in epcot with the seas which makes total sense there but for a submarine voyage with nemo and friends it seems almost like it should be like an animal conservation ride because the first thing that i think of when i think of that ride is the um the marine institute that dory goes in to find her parents yeah and it's, it's all about you know marine conservation and saving habitats and things like that and belongs in the animal kingdom almost i think um so if if you could take out the Finding Nemo submarine ride and replace it with anything that could be Tomorrowland themed, what would you do? My brain always goes back to something Wally because that's my favorite Pixar. Oh, that's a good one. <gasps> um, so some, and then I'm, I think it would be like some sort of, I want to. I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would be, but it would have to be something Wally related because it is the future, right? Mm -hmm. And I like it because it's like telling us what we could be in the future mm -hmm. if we don't do something, yeah. right? So it's kind of like it's almost a conversation type, yeah. you know, as Disney does, but it's yeah. not. That would be yeah. really cool. I, I, as I've talked about Wally quite a bit on the show, and the, this is the first time I've ever had this idea. What if you had like a dark ride similar to like you know mr toad or roger rabbit's cartoon spin or something like that where you get in your own personal wally -E, and it's awesome. interactive in that you have to try and like collect garbage to to like 
help save humanity so that they can come back to earth but then you find like the plant and yeah. you go off on this whole adventure with eve and and do that i think and that'd be really that. fun i think that would be fun yeah like it doesn't have to necessarily it wouldn't be like you know free ro free roaming or anything where you like specifically drive your wally around and collect trash yourself but you go around and like you know maybe maybe there's like arms that can bring in like styrofoam pieces of trash or something and they just kind of like pop out the side that you don't see behind you so that the next car can collect it and do the same yes, thing do the same thing um yeah yeah i think that would be a lot of fun to do and if um, you well and it's in tomorrowland so i feel like it would need to be used like the latest technology to figure right? out how yeah. Imagineering could do it. Obviously, it would have to be a trackless dark, dark ride because that's what we're doing now, and I right? love them. Yeah, and you could do so many different things with it. Yeah, yeah. With us, um, yeah. Wally, Wally is a very good fit. I'm, I really like that idea. Um, I was thinking maybe like a Marvel type ride, like an Iron Man thing. Yeah, all the different suits that Iron Man has. There has did, to be something that you could do. They did, like, before it was Star Wars Launch Bay. Yeah. They did Avengers in there. Yeah. For sure. I remember that, too. And you got to, like... I have, you could fake try on the suits. Yeah. They had all the suits there. But, yeah, it would be something fun to, like, actually more invest in something Iron Man. Mm hmm I, I had Lou Mangiello on my show a couple of weeks ago. And I, we were talking about building a Marvel theme land in Florida. And I, I suggested to him, what if you could do a make your own arc reactor similar to the droid depot in Galaxy's <laughs> Edge, where you could choose to make like, you know, a circle arc reactor or a triangle arc reactor. And there's like different like pieces that you could do to like make each one different and unique. And there's yeah. like a magnetic plate. So you put like one through the underside of your shirt and you connect it through the plate so that it sits on your shirt and it's not like super heavy where it like pulls down and like makes your shirt look really bad i think that'd be like, really fun that would be fun <laughs> walking around with that all day yeah i would do that yeah right um well so my if you could... would do it more than me but i would do it too <laughs> um yeah but if you could do that and like maybe you maybe the theming for it could be like in tony stark's lab so in in like his house in malibu in the basement where like you know the his his garage essentially where all the cars are you have like the iron man suits in the background and like excuse me in an iron man 3 all of his suits are stored like underneath the floor so maybe there's like a glass floor open and through some magical force perspective maybe it's like i don't know television screens or something that looks down and you could see like all the different suits um and there's like arms like pulling them out and like working that. on them while you're doing your own thing i think that'd be fun <laughs> that would be fun that would be so much fun right i would go there um and jarvis could like talk you through of how to build an arc reactor yeah. or friday or edith edith would be cool too edith would be cool too yeah uh yeah that's cool i like that now i think space mountain itself is just classic you can't really touch space mountain you right? better not change my space do, do not 
touch it. Do not touch it. <laughs> um, just give the it like a soundtrack's amazing. Right. You can change it. You can do the overlays. I'm okay with that. Yeah. The bride itself cannot change. Yeah. Just give it like a, a paint a paint update. You know, fresh yes. coat of paint kind of thing. And you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one really again doesn't quite fit. If you retheme it a little bit, it can. The one thing I love about Disneyland's Tomorrowland is the Utopia attraction. Compare it to Disney World, and it's like a thousand times bigger. You get to go off-road in some parts. It's so much fun. <laughs> and um, I just, every time I go to Disneyland, I'm like, I say to my family, I have to go on this ride. No matter what, I have to go on this ride. And now like that my kids are big enough, we can all go on the ride and, you know, they can drive the cars crazy and I'll just, you know, sit back and like put my foot on the pedal and we'll just go and go. they'll just let go and the car will go back and forth and back and forth. But <laughs> it's still fun. And I think it could very easily fit the Tomorrowland theme because right now it's just, you know, a race car type ride. And when Walt built it, he, though it was you know, go-karts, essentially. They were futuristic-looking go-karts. They didn't look like, you know, the 1950s, you know, type cars that you had. They were more streamlined and things like that. So I think if you wanted to keep it with Tomorrowland theming, you could either A, make it more streamlined again, or B, you could go back to that space theme that we were talking about and then have them be, like, different types of rovers that go on different planets. And instead of maybe necessarily going off-road into the, you know, forest, maybe it's an alien terrain or something like that that it can go into. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Yeah, my other thought is making them electric cars, completely electric. Yes, no more gas so, power. No more gas power, no yeah. more, like, I know they switched them out to be more friendly because they were weren't before but like yeah. no more gas power make it completely electric i know yeah. disney can do this come on yeah. and then that way again we're not killing the environment yeah and it is electric cars are the future right mm -hmm. we're talking about them now people have them now make them like a thing now would also be cool if we could somehow get them to drive themselves if we were driving and didn't want to drive them yeah I know it's not as much fun, but like autopilot, autopilot for them, right. like a Tesla. Come on. I was going to say, have Disney. Tesla sponsor it. <laughs> on Tesla. And that for, we could have an autopilot option, which yeah. would still be safe because you still have the rail. Right. But it, again, it, like my family, it's one of the rides that we have to ride every time we go. Yeah. And then different people ride with different people. Not every, I don't drive all the time. Sometimes I'm a passenger and sometimes yeah. I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. We all have pictures and the selfies. Right, the, you almost it, it would be really cool too if they could make a stand on the the car itself that you could attach your smartphone to. That'd be awesome. So then you don't have to hold your phone out for the whole time, <laughs> and your arm gets tired. You could just put it on there and be like, just "Yes, on I want to do a selfie time lapse or whatever of this, and actually yeah. drive it, and not have to like drive and like hold your phone at the same time." No distractive driving. They're there teaching kids right? distracted driving. Hands right free. There. Come on, Disney. Hands Come free on. driving. <laughs> That'd be cool if the car talked to you though too. So you're talking about different, like making it electric, having yeah. it like talk about like. 
maybe like where we're walking, like where we're driving through, make a, yeah. a fake storyline kind of yeah. to go with it too. That'd be cool. Because make it a little bit more futuristic, immersive mm-hmm. in that way. Um, the one thing too that I would love to see with Tomorrowland is solar power. If they like made all of the roofs have solar power on it and try and like run that land just on solar power, much like so. what Ellen's Energy Adventure used to do, yeah. I think that would be really smart. And especially if they did like electric ride vehicles for Utopia, that solar power could then power those ride vehicles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why not? And it gives you that sleek look on the roofs, right? Right. Like, like we like to see that shiny, sleek look. And if Tesla sponsors Utopia, you could have Tesla Solar do all the solar panels. The solar panels. Just saying. Come on, Elon Musk. You and Bob Chappick need to like get together and do this and little collaborate. Yeah. That you like you used to do with Apple all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We know. Right. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Is there anything else that you would like to see changed in Tomorrowland? Well, there's a big theater space that seems to be not yeah, as exciting right. or important. Mm-hmm. Or, like we brought back Captain EO, which I loved because that brought me back to my first trip to Disney because Captain mm-hmm. EO was big. But now it does uh, stuff sometimes and there's maybe something on maybe there's not something on yeah. i feel like it's just disney could do again more with thinking innovative in that space so mm-hmm. maybe it's an, a new type of theater experience right yeah. so so i don't know what that would look like but i just feel like that's just another empty waste yeah complete waste that what if they could fun. make what if AMC could sponsor it or like Cinemark or some US film agents, film corporation? Um, and what if they made it into an actual movie theater? But not only is it a movie theater, like let's say, for, you know, Black Widow is coming out in June, coming out. Yeah. What if they made this an actual theater where? all of the seats are like D-box seats and like they move while, while the, the movie's going on and they have like, you know, the, the things that emit the sense into, into the air. And it's like fully immersive kind of thing. And like, you know, when it's raining in the movie, like it's like little droplets on you or when it's foggy, like the, there's like mist on the floor. So like, it would be really cool and I would, not only would I like to do this, I would pay extra when yeah. I am in, like, not only am I paying to go to Disneyland, I will pay extra to go see a movie in this theater where, where I can get fully immersed in this film for an hour and a half, two hours, however long this movie is. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. I feel like Disney could like doesn't even need a sponsor. I'm sure they can figure because they figured out 40 already with like right? different things. They just yeah. need to figure and moving seats and stuff. I'm like, come on, yeah, I know they can do this. Yeah, I'm sure they can figure. Oh, like they could get this done. Yeah, well, like Captain EO, the whole theater moved. Like, why can't why can't they make yeah. it for? for it's just 
and like the th great thing about like D box seeds is the the production company has already like programmed it into the movie. So the the once the movie runs, the program for D box okay. knows exactly what to do. And if they just put you know 150 D box seats in the theater, though it's gonna be so much money to do it. <laughs> Come on, they have some money you're hanging around maybe right so what if they lost like over a billion dollars this past year because of covid yeah. <laughs> we'll make it back we know right? it'll, it'll be fine it'll be fine, it'll be fine. <laughs> but they they could do this and like i said they could charge for it they could charge 20 dollars to go see a movie in like this special disneyland theater and yeah it's cutting into your part time for for the day but how cool would that be yeah. yeah that'd be the coolest yeah very cool um all right is there anything else that you can kind of think of that you'd like to see in tomorrowland i want them to bring back the, the band that they used to have at disneyland do you have you watched that documentary which one the tomorrowland the one with the band that was in tomorrowland no i don't think in so the maybe 80 um, can't and I can't remember. Oh, Halix, Halix, that's the name of it. H A L Y X. So they had a band that okay. played for a very short time during the 80s, okay, in Tomorrowland. And they were like aliens and they oh. were a, and they were a rock band oh. and they had got this cult following after it. There's uh, there is I know there's. I don't even know where I watch YouTube, maybe? Okay. There is a biography about it. And so they go back and meet some of the bandmates that were in them. And they were in these heavy, like this guy was on like a heavy, almost like a Chewbacca Wookiee costume, but it wasn't Chewbacca. But he was like in fur head to toe and play, playing the bass. And nice. they recorded it. And I'm like, that would be fun just to have. Yeah. Because they had live entertainment. It was, yeah. and it was the place to be on a Saturday night, supposedly. It was like to come back to do That's that. That's awesome. You know, to, see this band and it ran they were a very short run in their lifespan yeah. but they people when you talk about halix disney hardcore fans from that time period like that's are, awesome i never knew about this i'm very excited to research it and see it some new disney knowledge that yeah. i had that tyler doesn't have i was like yeah, awesome. i know right crazy yeah so <laughs> i'm like i'd like to bring them back or yeah. bring back some sort of like live rock music like that from yeah. the future because why not yeah i'm like you gotta halix h-a-l-y-x you gotta look them up you I can will, find I'll... out get some more disney knowledge in your brain for right you there you go <laughs> yeah who, who needs like you know fractions from fifth grade no no disney, disney knowledge all the way yeah. <laughs> excellent all right jen well thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it i had a blast uh, reimagining Tomorrowland with you, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it can get there one day and see uh, a new revitalization in that area. Yeah, it's not Tomorrowland that they've forgotten. The forgotten yeah, right. Tomorrowland. Yeah, not Todayland, but Tomorrowland. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I would love to have you come back on, and we can talk something else. For uh, sure, anytime. Reimagine reimagine something else and uh before we go um 
people might not know this, but you have your own podcast called Buena Vista and Main Street. So tell me a little bit about Buena Vista and Main Street. So I do have a podcast that I do with my sister called Buena Vista Main Street. Disney, obviously, because that's what we talk about. Um, We named it Buena Vista and Main Street because Buena Vista Street being kind of in uh, California Adventure being like that fun street, mm-hmm. more a little ragtimey. It's kind of like more the my personality, and she's more straight and narrow, so kind of like Main Street. So <laughs> okay, she would admit it as well as we know. So we have a good time just chat, chatting about all things Disney. So we we we're we kind of have just started getting off the ground and talking about princesses. Our favorite episode about prince, all about princesses and princes, yeah. and then villains and Disney memories and. Um, talking about all different stuff. So not just Disney theme parks, but also characters, but anything. also things that we do in parks. So awesome. kind of like anything Disney. Very kind cool. of cover it all. All right. Well, head on over, check out Buena Vista and Main Street. Uh, give Jen, Jen and her sister some love by listening to their podcast. Uh, do you guys have any websites or social medias or anything that they can go check out? We are on Facebook, Instagram. We, the only thing we don't have is Twitter yet because we haven't done it. And our website is Buena Vista and Main Street. So just Google it and you'll right. be able to find us. Excellent. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Jen, so much. And uh, we will definitely go check out Buena Vista and Main Street. Thanks for having me, Tyler. It was All so right. much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for coming on. Not a problem. Thanks again, Jen, for coming on to the show. We'll be right back. Enjoying your time at the Blue Sky Lounge? Be sure to check out our Tea Public store. Show your fandom with thinking, dreaming, believing, and daring yourself to use your imagination. Our store features adult and kids apparel, face masks, housewares like mugs and pillows, tech cases, and much more. To find your design, just follow the link in the description down below. We'll see you there. Welcome back. Now it's time to hear from you. Rodner, like Jen, had a really cool idea for a Wally dark ride. He said the title of it would be Wally's Autopilot Override. The entrance and exit are the doors through the Axiom, and guests can board a trackless ride vehicle, much like the one in Mystic Manor or Remy's ride in the France Pavilion in Epcot. The ride starts out as a friendly tour of the Axiom until, caution, row robots starts appearing on the screens. This moves to a different part of the ride where you would see Wally and Eve dancing with the stars. Now, Rodner, this seems really cool. I really like the idea of going through the Axiom and seeing Uh, All of a sudden, there's a bunch of rogue robots going around, just like in the movie, uh, going all around your ride vehicle. I think that would be hilarious. And seeing the different scenes from the WALL-E movie is such a great touch. Everybody that I talk to loves seeing the the scene where Eve and WALL-E are flying through the stars and WALL-E has his little uh, fire extinguisher to make him fly through the stars. So I think that's a really, really cool idea. Thank you so much for sharing. Now over on our Instagram page, the social Disney dude said they should fix the supports and rebuild the people mover. Well, social Disney dude, you're not alone. Lots of listeners mentioned bringing back the people mover. Now when my family goes to Walt Disney World, we always have to ride the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. It is always a crowd favorite, but always seems to have a short line due to the fact that it's a continuously moving attraction and there's a fast turnaround rate. The other thing I really like about the People Mover is that it's a lot slower than what Rocket Rods was, obviously. Uh, it is nice to just sit back and relax as you take a leisurely travel through Tomorrowland and see the different sights and sounds. And lastly, Jonathan emailed us saying that he would like to have the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction or something themed to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, 
brought back into Tomorrowland. Now, the only thing that Jonathan didn't say is if it weren't the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction is what kind of other attraction it could be. Now, I do know that there is a Nautilus walkthrough attraction in Discoveryland in Disneyland Paris, so it could be that. But I know that 20,000 Leagues was a very popular and nostalgic attraction for many, and it would be really cool if they did bring it back uh, and see it introduced to a new generation, is what Jonathan wrote. Now, some of the additions that would be fun is if the submarine actually rose and sank in the water, instead of loading from the top, the guests could load from the side of the submarine. And think of all the Easter eggs you could put in the ride. You could have tributes to the movie Atlantis, and see the Ulysses off, of the, off in the distance. You could have, still have fish from Finding Nemo, but maybe not necessarily the computer-generated kind. Uh, you could maybe have some mermaids from The Little Mermaid or Mermaid Lagoon from Peter Pan. Now, Jonathan, I think this is a really cool idea. I, I like the idea of adding the Easter eggs into the attraction as well. So I think that's a really cool idea. I really like the idea of Atlantis and seeing the Ulysses submarine off, of me, off in the distance. That's a very, very cool touch with a very um, underrated movie. So thank you so much for suggesting that. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. Thank you to everyone who submitted those ideas. We love Blue Sky Thinking with you. What was your favorite idea? Did anything spark an idea in your imagination? Leave a like or a comment and let us know. Now join us next week as we are discussing the Disney Cruise Line and the new ship coming out, the Disney Wish. Now head on over to our social media platforms to join the fun. The links are in the website, thebluesky-loungepodcast.com. And don't miss an episode by subscribing to our channel. Now we'd like to note that the Blue Sky Lounge is not affiliated with Disney in any way. This is a fan-run show featuring fan ideas and artwork that is in no way any true representation of what may or may not happen within the Walt Disney Company in the future. Now thank you so much for joining us here this week on the Blue Sky Lounge, and just remember to think, dream, believe, and dare yourself to use your imagination. Who knows what kind of blue sky thinking you can do from your armchair. Thanks. Thanks.